Hey, what's going on today, Cam? Oh, so much, Mitch. How are you? I'm doing good. We uh, are recording at a weird time for us tonight. Yeah, it is inner dialogue after dark. It is. Best episodes. Yes, it is eight o'clock. And uh, I won't say that I've had a little bit of a rum and coke before coming on the show, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that might have happened. So it's good stuff. Oh, it is good stuff. It's delicious. And, and it's Friday night and we're just Friday night. chilling, man. And I got a brewer game off to my right here uh, as they're playing the Marlins. So what's the score? Uh, it's 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 tied up at goose eggs yet. So uh, oh, all right, as our, our friends across the pond would say, it is nil nil, nil nil as it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, that's the soccer commentator's version of that. <laughs> so this is this should be a fun show because we are going to uh, flip the script a little bit tonight, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. I, I we don't have anything really planned to talk about. So yes, we are engaging in what is known as improv, Mitch. Improv is uh, <laughs> is the rule. Yes. So it should be fun. And it is my birthday tomorrow. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, October the 1st. October 1st, baby. Best month I didn't of realize the year. our birthdays were that close. Mm, when's your birthday? September 15th. Oh, yeah. Right on. Oh, I am. I am recently 36. And I am about to turn 46. We are a decade apart. We are. What a do decade you know? Yeah. I never would have guessed that. Yeah. Never, never, never. No. Is it I'm young at heart or you're an old soul? Probably a little bit of both, but more so <laughs> the, I would not have guessed you were uh, 10 years older than me. I thought I would have thought maybe like, you know, four to six. Yeah. So we average out at 41. Is that? Uh-huh. That's fair. <laughs> I have enough gray to support that age. Right. And uh, even though I shave my head, I have enough gray to support 46. So yeah. <laughs> it's mostly in my come, beard, but yeah, we come by it. Honestly, yep. my, my dad is 60 mm-hmm. and up until recently I had more gray than he did. Yeah. And it bothered me deeply, <laughs> but he has since caught up and surpassed me oh. in both the hair and beard regions with his gray so i feel uh less awkward that yeah. my 60 year old father has less gray than i do <laughs> so my wife calls it the distinguished look mm-hmm. yep she's right about that yep she she likes her she likes her men she always uh, refers to her favorite men as 50 blue-eyed guys 50 year old blue-eyed guys <laughs> so she likes the gray hair she likes the blue eyes you know it's a look of experience. <laughs> the look of experience. That, that's betcha. gotta be the tagline for some for some like luxury yep. company, right? So and so. The look, look of, of experience. experience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a fun night tonight. I can tell it already. Yep. I am rip ready to go, man. So chatting. So we have a crazy idea. We're going to start out with what's delighting us tonight. Oh, hold on. What did I do? Oh, goodness. All right, let's try that again. We're going to start off talking about what's delighting us tonight. All right, I got it right that time. Good Nailed it. First time, Mitch. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> I am not editing out editing out any of that. Perfect. So, got to show them how the sausage is made. So, sir, you betcha. What uh, what's delighting you today? Well, since we're flipping the script, I'll go first tonight. Um, it is fall. Mm, it is it Hallelujah. is leaning into fall hard right now, and I'm super mm-hmm. excited about it. So, we have had uh, all of our low overnight lows coming in in the uh, upper 30s, uh, lower 40s. I think that those are the uh, forecasts for this next week for sure. Um, we've had some 60s and 70s in the forecast lately for highs, which uh, I'm going to say boo on that, but uh, <laughs> but I'm I've been loving the last uh, last week has been a lot of 50s for highs and uh, mm-hmm. that is uh, that is right in my wheelhouse. I'm enjoying that quite a bit. 
Um, if we have any listeners out on the West Coast, they're probably like, yeah, that's freezing, you know, because they, they're used to the warmer temperatures. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's good. I like this weather. Yeah, we, we do like a good fall in the Midwest, don't we? We do. I, if, it, if you can't wear a sweatshirt or a sweater, you know, it's just not right. Are you really living? Yeah, are you really living? Exactly. No, you're just sweating. That's what you're doing. <laughs> right. And speaking of which, I have a new sweater on. I, sweatshirt on I today. See this? so wanted to ask you about this. The- <laughs> Me so corny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so when we were on vacation, we can talk about this a little bit later. But when we were on vacation, we stopped at the Corn Palace in Mitchell, uh, South Dakota. And my, my mom and my sister was like, you have to buy that sweatshirt. So it's a, it's a cartoon corn cob that says me so corny. And it's the Corn Palace, Mitchell, South Dakota, uh, written right below that. So The city, of course, was named after you. This, Ab- is, well, this is well known U.S. history. <laughs> obviously. Yes. Me <laughs> so corny. Yikes. It was, it was you got to hit that C hard, man. Yep. Me so corny. Yep, it's got to be a hard C there. Yep. Got to be careful you don't uh, make it sound too soft. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Anyway, what's delighting you today, sir? Um, Photography and cameras and gear and all that stuff. So the reason that we are recording on a Friday evening, getting a little inner dialogue after dark going on, right. Is because tomorrow I am shooting a wedding all the day long. So I'm leaving my house at 1030 in the morning, which is not early. It's fine. I can sleep in, get prepared, do my stuff. It's good. I'm already packed. Went through my list three times, but I won't get home until 930. So it's going to be a very long day. Uh, most, some of that due to travel. Um, but I am the only shooter on this wedding. No second shooter, no video, just me. So if I miss it, it doesn't get its picture taken. <laughs> There's no do overs at weddings, right? I can't be like, um, um, excuse me. Can, can, can you kiss your bride for the first time again? Because I missed <laughs> right. that picture. <laughs> Um, and I'm just excited. Uh, I got a new light. My mom wanted to buy me something for my birthday to be, you know, even though I'm 36, she still wants to get me things for my birthday, which I admit feels weird because like I'm a real adult, like with a job and a 401k and a savings account and, you know, like adult things. So I was like, okay, buy me this light for video and photo. And she goes, okay. And so I get to test this new light out tomorrow because uh, flash photography is not my jam. I don't yeah. like it. I think it looks fake. Um, so it just, I don't know. I'm excited. It's fun. I'm anticipating the pressure of being the only shooter. Uh, I'm also excited because weddings are just fun. Mm-hmm. Like everyone is in a good mood at a wedding until they get too drunk and then they're really angry Yeah. at the second cousin who did something back in high school in 2007. You know, like up until that point, it's fun. And I'm leaving at 830 and we all know that point happens at about 1047 at night. So I got two hours clear of, you know, the drunk cousin ruining everything. Um, But I just, you know, obviously photography is something that I care a lot about. I'm passionate about. I have my own company um, that I do this stuff through. Um, But it's just. It's exciting, and I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. It's going to be perfect weather. It's going to be high as 68, no clouds, just just a perfect fall day here. Um, and I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. And the people that are getting married are super chill, just really down to earth, just nice people. So I'm not worried about, you know, the the stereotypical bridezilla or what. Like, it's just, they're just cool nice easygoing people it's gonna be a barring anything crazy happening it's just gonna be a fun day yeah and i can just take pictures of it and they're paying me to do it which is like icing on the cake right so that's what's delighting me mitch sweet so no i'm that that sounds really exciting and uh we can dovetail a little bit into uh we, you know we've talked about the shift cam yes um, i want to know accessory how 
this was awesome. I took probably two to three times the number of pictures that I would have taken had I not had this. So um, if you've listened to the show before, we have uh, talked about this a little bit in the past. It's a basically it's a grip that you put your cam or you put your uh, phone into and it becomes your um, shutter button. You know, it's a good, nice yeah, little like grip. Ergonomically, it functions like a DSLR mirrorless camera does. Right. right? And it's got yeah. the it's got the angle on it that you would have on uh, on a you know DSLR. So it's very comfortable to shoot with. And it's got a backup battery built into it. So if you're doing a lot of shooting, um, you can just flip on the backup battery and it's a wireless charging. So it's got Qi charging built into it mm-hmm. and it keeps the uh, phone charged all day while you're shooting, while you're out shooting as well. So nice. Yeah. And what really worked nice is that I put, put the phone into this, uh, into the shift cam and as we were walking around looking at stuff, I actually was able to just stick it in my pocket with the hand, with the grip um, setting outside of my pocket. And then anytime I wanted to grab it, I just grabbed it out of there, threw my hand into the, uh, the nice little strap that's on it. And I didn't have to worry about dropping it. You know, we did a uh, buffalo safari um, where we were riding in, a, in this Jeep that was all open. It was like a long stretch Jeep, almost like mm-hmm. a limo Jeep. Um, and we were driving around and I never had to worry about losing my phone because it was a, it was strapped right to my hand and I could sit and I could just shoot pictures as we were going. And it was just so, so convenient compared to holding your camera in that awkward, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take pictures. I got to turn around the right side. We're right way here. I'm going to take pictures and I got to be careful not to drop my phone while, while I'm doing that. Yeah. So it was, so it was awesome. It was great. How does it, when you slide it into the grip, does it mm-hmm. connect via like a lightning uh, thing or how does it, oh no, you said it was chi charging. Yeah, it was so chi charging. So, so you, is it just friction that holds it in there? Yep. It holds it in. And really. you can even do it with your case on. Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yep. So actually it worked better with my case on because the, yeah. the, um, the friction that I have, I've got a, a Apple Silicon case on it. And that would on be my a phone. ton of grip, yeah. So it it get, gives a nice grip so that it doesn't mm-hmm. pop out. And then right on the inside of this is two buttons. One of them um, turns on the Bluetooth, which connects so that you can use the shutter button on the grip. Mm-hmm. And the other button turns on the Qi charging, so you can uh, you can charge the phone as you're as you're and running. It rotates with too, it. so you it can rotates. So you, and yep. I forgot about that. Yep. So that's a nice feature. Yeah, it's sweet. It works really nice. Do you uh, get some TikTok videos in while you're out there, Mitch? I'm afraid not. <laughs> I did get some some uh, some video of a uh, pronghorn um, chasing her his harem back <laughs> into the herd because he had Yikes. like three three uh, three females that he was uh, that he was courting for the um, for the rut. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, apparently the way that works is that they will sometimes want to run away and they herd them back into the harem. So it was, there was like 10 minutes we were sitting there watching this process where one would try to escape and he would run over and herd her back into the harem. And <laughs> it was, it was really entertaining to watch. And I got a little video of that. So it was I'm so glad that's not how humans operate. Right. I don't have that level of cardio or the patience. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? Go ahead. I'm good. <laughs> yep. You love it. You got to let it go. <laughs> yep. But, uh, but to talk about the vacation, it was really cool. Like I, I went in with very little expectation. Um, we were just going to spend time with family and have a good time. And um, we ended up seeing things and I sent you some of the pictures just yeah, seeing things really cool. that were just amazing. Like I, I, we went up on Needles Highway in uh, Custer State Park in the black in the the Black Hills, mm-hmm. and I saw things that I like. I hoped that I was going to see some cool stuff on this trip. I had mm-hmm. no idea how cool of the stuff. I mean, we were up as about, about as high into the mountains in, uh, in the black Hills as we could get. 
mm-hmm. and just looking out for miles and miles out from from where we were we were and they call them the needles because they have the these um these rock structures that stick kind of straight up in the air mm-hmm. and so and when you're driving through needles highway you're basically driving through those so my recommendation is if anybody goes to the black hills drive needles highway it's a hundred percent worth it this was the the um my favorite thing that we did in the whole week and stop at every one of the overlooks that you have an opportunity to stop at because you will not only get some really cool pictures but just being in that um that space is just incredible i can only imagine i've not been out there but the pictures were i mean it's it's cinematic Oh, absolutely. And it's scope and it's in the, in the dynamic range between the, the colors and the size and the, like, yeah, it's, it is, the pictures were stunning. I can only mm-hmm. imagine what it would have been like. Just be there. Yeah. You know? And you, you stand there and you just cool. can't believe that you're, that you're in that place. It, it's well, and just amazing. It, the, the, well, I mean, funny is probably not the right word, but like there are people that will go there and will look at that and will experience that and go, yeah, this is all a mistake, mm-hmm. right? you know? <laughs> and so I just think as Christians, it's an opportunity for us to see something of that magnitude and go, this isn't a mistake. No, this was created mm-hmm. by a God with an amazing imagination and desire for creativity and beauty. Yeah. You know, um, I just think it adds even more. Like I think when I, like when I was at the cliffs of mower in Ireland, Mm-hmm. Or the Cliffs of Insanity, if you're a Princess Bride fan. And just seeing the sheer size and scope of the cliffs and the ocean. And it's just like this, it, it is, it's truly one of those moments where you just stand in awe of like, I'm a kid from the Midwest. Like, we have water and trees and they're beautiful, mm-hmm. but nothing compared to these just absolutely epic Um scenes and to know that it's not just in a movie it's in real life this actually exists it's it's it's, it moves you you know Mm -hmm. really cool and we went and saw um we went and saw mount rushmore while we were there which was that which was cool uh you know as someone who's you know not terribly political i you know there was a lot of stuff that kind of got lost on me but it was cool you know, and of course, How, like I've never been, I've only seen mm-hmm. pictures, but like when you're there, like what's the scale? Like when you're standing there, are you like, holy cow, those are massive. Or you're like, oh, it's not as big as I thought. I would say it's probably falls closer to the, that's not as big as I thought as it mm-hmm. is. Those are massive. Um, It's big. Don't get me wrong. But uh but I think sometimes, you know, I think we probably have a mental image of how like huge uh-huh. this is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it, it is quite as big as my mental model had it. <clears throat> yeah. So, and for the record there, folks, we were talking about Mount Rushmore and Correct. nothing else. Absolutely. A mountain with people's faces <laughs> carved in it. That yeah. is what we're talking. This about. is after dark, but we are not, uh, <laughs> yeah. we are talking about Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> you started laughing and i'm just I know, like i'm just gonna I keep help rolling. myself because out of context mitch <laughs> out of context that's a totally different conversation oh we might have to pull the uh the show title out of that yeah um, <laughs> okay no more jokes let's move on okay we need to record at night more often and <sighs> yeah, we are more fun yeah we? But, uh, but then we went to wounded knee after that. Oh, how was that? And you know, it's, it's only, they only have really the head, um, carved out of that, but, uh, they have a 15 year plan right now to finish wounded knee. And if they finish it the way that they've got it planned, it is going to be stunning when they're done. It It is really neat. So I'm uh I'm excited to see you know where that goes and I might have to go back in 15 years if they do finish it just to mm-hmm. see that because it was it is that's epic you know you you talk about Mount Rushmore kind of being big but not being as big as you think mm-hmm. um wounded knee is huge 
like it you know it's on a scale that you, you can't even imagine that that arm i don't know if you've seen pictures of this but they've got the face done and they've got the arm that sticks out from the face that mm-hmm. is partially carved at the top if you uh go at the right time of day and you pay um extra money you can go up on that arm and view from up there and the people look like ants on that arm it is just crazy how big that arm is sticking out so it is pretty pretty epic so the face is at least as big as the, the faces on Mount, on Mount Rushmore, if not just a little bit bigger. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I had no idea. See, I'm learning so many things, Mitch. Yeah. It, you know, we did the tour. I don't know that it's necessary if anybody goes to, to see uh, Wounded Knee to take the tour. It's not, it's like four bucks per person. So it's not like it's super expensive to go. But uh, they just take you down in a bus down closer to it, and then they mm-hmm. tell you stories and they tell you a little bit more about it and all that kind of stuff. So you know it was interesting, but I don't know that it's you know you're not seeing a whole lot more than what you can see from the visitor center. So, but but it was good. We had fun. Very cool. I will tell you that one of my apprehensions going on this vacation is my dad's got Parkinson's and that's part of the reason that we were going is to kind of give him an opportunity to go on this, on this really cool trip. And, you know, he's still mentally um, able to really appreciate this stuff. And I saw my dad like 90% back to where he was. Um, that it was it was really encouraging to me that like when he gets excited about something like he's right there you know he's mm-hmm. he's still in there still going strong um it was really encouraging to see that because you know you know on you know on the serious side of it you know my my fear was that it was going to be a lot of taking care of him you know making sure that he was doing okay like he mm-hmm. was so excited to be there that like he he was just you know, we went to Devil's Tower in Wyoming mm-hmm. one day. It was about two hours from Rapid City where we were staying. And we drove out there, and they've got a uh, 1.3-mile walk that you can do or hike that you can do around Devil's Tower. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to do that. And my mom's got some physical challenges, you know, herself, just leg issues. And she's, you know, I hope mom's not listening, but um, some – like she has some challenges as far as not being as in shape as she, she could be. Mm-hmm. And so she did a lot of sitting along the route. Um, and that was fine. It took us probably a little over two hours to actually do the whole, the whole uh, walk. Mm-hmm. My dad was like, Hey, let's get going. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> you know? And he's just like, and he's not the fastest guy in the world. He does kind of the shuffle step. You know, if you've seen somebody with Parkinson's, you know, it's really common with them to do kind of a shuffle step but man he was shuffling along like nobody's business and and he only stopped when my mom needed to stop and rest otherwise man he could have handled that without a problem you know and i'm looking at him dude dude careful you're going real close to the edge oh because because <laughs> my my sister and i were kind of watching over my parents as we were on on the vacation and so i was mm-hmm. behind my dad and i was kind of making sure that he was staying on the on the path Cause you know, he could have easily just like stepped on the edge of the path and like fallen or something. And I'm like, you know, I gotta, I gotta be careful. I gotta watch and make sure that that dad's okay. Dude, he was doing fine. Like I didn't need to watch him. He, he was, he was rocking and rolling. So it was good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That was the one, one thing that I, I left the uh, vacation really encouraged that, uh, that he was doing all right. So it's it, good. It's hard to watch your parents age though. It, it can it? be for sure. Like I, my dad has always been, my mom's a whole different story because she's got MS and she's in a wheelchair and her body is, you know, she little to no function that she has control over. Right. Um, but that's been the case, you know, for a while. doesn't make it suck less. It just, we're just used to it more. No, I feel it. Um, but my dad has always been just a 
bundle of energy and just go, 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 go. You just work and play and work and just and loud and boisterous and, you know, the life of the party and just always looked younger than he was. Yeah. Always baby face, like, you know, all of it. And I was home the last time I was home this summer. It was the first time I looked at my dad and I went, oh, you look old. Yeah. First, first time in my life. Mm-hmm. And it was the weirdest moment. It's like we were joking earlier about, you know, him finally passing me in the gray area and all that sort of stuff yeah. with the hair and everything. But like just his face mm-hmm. looked old for the, and I was just like, oh, I don't know how to handle this. This is a new emotion. This is a new feeling. I've never, you know, and he's only 60. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he's got, you know, a pretty good stretch in front of him. But man, it was just that first time because my mom has looked old for a long time. She went gray when she was like 14. Right. You know, right. with MS, you know, you just your body just is in a world of hurt. Um, but seeing that on my dad for the first time was just it was a very sobering moment of like, oh, man, there there will be a time in the future when I am. The man of the family. Yeah. And that is a weird thing to consider. So years ago, uh, my, my wife and I had a conversation. So I was at work and I had this grandiose idea that I was going to move up in the company. I was going to, um, eventually get into the training department for in the company, which would mean that I would have to move down to Atlanta to work in Atlanta. And, um, and do do everything down there which at the time i was like well that'd be cool like i would really appreciate the opportunity to uh work with this team because it's something that i was passionate about and i got passed over for um what they refer to as high potential training um which was kind of the next step that i needed to to move into the you know to be promoted from where i was mm-hmm. and so it kind of spurred me, spurred me to go, go home and have a conversation with my wife. So we started talking about it and I started realizing, okay, well, if you look at the time frame that I'm going to have as far as like, okay, well, I, you know, get into an assistant store manager position and I work my way into a store manager position and I work my way into maybe like a district manager position, which then would put me in the place of being able to move into this position that I want. I started doing the math and I'm like, you know, I could be in my sixties before I get there. And then Mm -hmm. I started doing the math about how old my parents were going to be when I got to that point. And I, I, you know, I actually looked at my wife and I was like, I can't go anywhere. You know, my sister's living in Tennessee. My parents live about an hour from me here in Wisconsin. Um, Who's going to take care of my folks? If I'm living in Atlanta, my sister's living in Tennessee. And it's, and it's like, you know what? I need to be here. You know, I'm the, I'm the eldest of the two of us. Uh, so I kind of feel like some of that falls on me anyway. And of course, being the, the male of the two of us, uh, between me and my sister, I kind of felt like, you know what? I kind of, I kind of have to be here. So I basically totally changed my career path based on the fact that my folks are going to need me you know, um, probably sooner than later. I mean, they're already calling me and saying, Hey, can you come over for the weekends that we can, you know, clean out the gutters or, um, cause my mom doesn't want my dad up on a ladder anymore. And Which is so, a reasonable thing. Oh, totally reasonable. You know, um, there's some, uh, there's some work that needs to be done on a step out in back in the back of the house. That's just basically tacking a new board in really. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but she's like, yeah, I really, really like you to come and work with dad on that so that we can get that done correctly and stuff and um so there's a there's stuff already that you know I'm being called upon to come and help my folks with but you know give it another 5 10 years and I may be in the in the point of like actually taking care of them so you know it it's it's a it's a thing you know it's mm-hmm. it, it's not easy but really the person that's having it the worst right now is my mom you know, mm. my, you know, and I don't want to get like super serious on the show, but 
I know that my mom had made the comment to my sister at one point uh, last time they were down in Tennessee visiting them that she's losing my dad. Mm-hmm. And I get that, you know, because the worst part of all of this, I think for her is that she doesn't lose them all at once where she can just like grieve him and get over it and move on. It's like, she's losing them in little bits and pieces. Yeah, so that might, that that's gotta be even harder. I would imagine just to see him. Yeah. And I can't imagine cause you know, imagine being in the grieving process all the time. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it right there. So, and, and well, and the thing too, is like sometimes with Parkinson's, like on your trip, you see glimpses mm-hmm. of the former. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you get, and that's, that's got to make it even worse. It's like you get, Oh, he's back. And Oh, you, mm-hmm. you know that uh, I can't even imagine the roller coaster. That's got to be. Yeah. And your parents have been together for a long time. Oh yeah. I, you know, I, I hate to do, I hate to do the math on this, but it's, it's approaching 50 years. That they've mm-hmm. been married, so goodness, you know, I probably I think because I'm 45 and they had me about two years after they got married, so they'd be somewhere around 47, 47 to 48 years that they've been married. So, and their anniversary is on the fifth of October. There so, you go. and it's the only reason that I can remember. It's the same day day Steve Jobs died. <laughs> because I, I just relate the two because <laughs> i remember um when when steve jobs died and i was like oh you know this sucks you know this is awful and then i looked at my calendar i was like oh it's my mom's mom mom and dad's uh, anniversary i should call them you know so it's like the, i got this memory of these two things kind of being related so but but no i was their uh, second anniversary uh gift so there you go. Yeah, and if you ever want to have anything ruined for you, um my mom ha- my mom told me, "Yeah, and you were a New Year's baby." Hey. It's like, "Oh, so was I." <laughs> I'm like, I was mom. just more on time than you were. <laughs> I was like, "Mom, why did you do that to me? You've you've totally uh-huh. you've totally ruined New Year's for me forever now." <laughs> I'm September 15th, so yep. I was on time. You were late, sir. Yeah. I think I was a couple <laughs> weeks late. Yeah. Yeah, no, my dad has in detail. And I'm like, Dad, I I want to throw up. <laughs> Please stop this. <laughs> I, I'm everything on my insides wants to be on my outsides now with all the details that you shared. So please never again bring this subject up ever <laughs> right. in the course of our lives. Yeah, I do not need to know when I was conceived. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, at one point, my I, my wife and I were having a conversation. I was like, you realize nobody that we know has sex. Just us. Nobody. Because I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I so don't know how to transition out of this. Can we just take a different topic, please? Uh, I'm telling you, we should do these after, after dark shows more often. It's good stuff. Oh, what was another topic you wanted to talk about tonight? Anything, <laughs> anything else. I'll even talk on politics. That's how desperate I am to get away from this. So, so how do you feel about inflation? Uh, not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> not at all. I filled not up the gas tank this morning at, uh, what was it? 389 a gallon. Yeah. I don't know what it's I, like down in Illinois with you by you. Well, I have I have the great pleasure of having a vehicle that requires premium. Yes. Mm. Um so what are you like ten dollars a gallon? N- no, no, never got that bad, <laughs> thankfully. Uh but the other day, um took my kid to school and I was like, wow, I'm in a quarter tank. I should fill up. So mm-hmm. I pull up gas buddy. And it's like, oh, four, you know, uh, uh, like four nineteen is the lowest I can find. Yep. All right. Okay. That's you know what? Not cheap, but I'll I'll drive the mile and a half to get to the cheap one. I show up. Four forty nine. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's thirty cents off. All right. Go to the next gas station. That one's thirty cents off. Go to the next. Like everything, like it, it had jumped thirty cents overnight because all the prices were yesterday's prices. So yep. overnight, it had jumped up thirty cents a gallon. So I was. 
aggressively filling my tank at 469 a gallon because I was like, I'm not going to a fifth gas station. I'm just going to bite the bullet. And so I put like, you know, a half a tank in because I was like, I'm not filling up on this. I'm always going to come back down. It will. And it was like that guy at the gas station at like 845 in the morning. I was like, this is not a way to start a Tuesday. It's just not. Yeah. But. Oh, uh, yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. So how are your brewers doing? Uh, still, still zeros. What inning? No score. Uh, bottom of the sixth. That was a pitcher's duel tonight, so it makes sense. So we'll see what happens. They would have totally last won last night if it wasn't for a grand slam and like the bottom of the eight or the top of the eighth or something like that. It was. They they were leading the game all the way up until the top of the eighth. But. Oh man! But now they're right, just they're doing okay. They've been putting people on. They've had guys on base, but that's been the thing that's been killing them recently. Is they get guys on base and they just can't get them home. So, but gotta bring them home. Yep, it's the name of the game. That is the name of the game. It's home ball. Get him home. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Fun game. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. All we right. didn't know what we we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to take sports and we're going to give them the names they should actually have. Because <laughs> we all know that football is the worst name for American football. Right. The foot is the part of the body that touches the ball the least. Exactly. <laughs> that's why soccer is called football. Yeah. And because that's actually accurate. So yeah. let's play this game, Mitch. Yeah. So, so we've do, got what do we call football? We call it um rugby? No. <laughs> we call it uh macho oval ball touchdown makers. <laughs> <laughs> no okay that, that's that that very roll, complicated that doesn't roll off the tongue very well no uh, we agree that football is a bad bad name mm-hmm. so we should call it touchdown ball touchdown ball hmm that's not funny but it's actually accurate it's accurate mm-hmm. um yeah, well, I guess we can go with that touchdown ball. <laughs> I was thinking of some. I other mean, we things, don't want to be too descriptive, as my no. first suggestion was, mm-hmm. which was terrible. Yeah. Touchdown ball. Yeah, I was trying to think all of right. some other ones, but uh, but that's well, all right. So, what do we call hockey? Hockey. Uh... <laughs> the thing of it is, I like hockey. That's I know I like well, but, but puck, it only means ball. something. Puck ball. Yeah, puck there's ball. there's another word you need a very you need a very uh strong letter in. P <sighs> hit the plosive. Puck ball. No, because it's not a ball, it's a puck. So we could call it uh puck net. S- stick puck. Stick puck net. Stick puck net. Stick, stick puck net. Stick. Yes, hi, my name is Cam. I'm a professional stick puck net player. <laughs> It's only it's only silly because it's new. Yeah. Hockey was just as silly. Yep. 150 years ago. Stick puck net. Stick puck net. Like <laughs> one it. word. One word. Like it's yeah. a town in Massachusetts. Stick puck net. <laughs> Stick puck net. <laughs> Stick puck net. Massachusetts. Population 412. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got we got football. We got mm-hmm. hockey. Mm-hmm. Soccer's already done for us with football. Right? Yep. Yep. So stick puck net, touchdown ball, football. Yep. Basketball? Um I mean that one know, was accurate when the game began because it was a basket that you put a ball in. Correct. Um maybe maybe netball would be quite slightly more uh accurate mm-hmm. now. Or uh Boom Shakalaka. It's heating up. <laughs> I have no idea. For all the 90s kids out there, that was for you. Oh, Brewers just scored up one nothing. Oh, that leads us to baseball. Yeah, baseball. What are we going to call baseball? (sighs) 
Home ball wasn't the worst. Um, no. Stick ball is what you call it when you play in the streets mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Oh, yeah, those street stickball players. Yeah. Watch out for them. It's a lot of, lot of finger snapping. Because <clears throat> when you're a jet, you're a jet. <laughs> All right. Hmm. I mean, I like home ball, grand slam ball, grand slam ball, home ball. Or, or how about this? <laughs> None of our stadiums are the same size ball. <laughs> there you go. What how are do, regulation field sizes? Question mark ball. How does that even work? Like, it's like imagine how's that okay, even fair. I know we're being silly, mm-hmm. but imagine the NFL had mm-hmm. the same rules as baseball when it came to field dimension sizes. Yeah. Hey, uh, welcome to Ford Field, home of the Detroit Lions, where the field is 420 yards long <laughs> and only 10 <laughs> yards wide. Eat on that, boys. <laughs> it's so dumb. Well, I don't understand how that's still a thing. You know, the worst is Fenway. Like, have you have you watched a game at Fenway? I, I, I On TV. I've never been there. But yeah. yeah. Well, so so I appreciate the fact that the green wall is a big deal. But green monster, but yes, green monster. I'm sorry. Um, but it's like you can play the ball off the wall. Mm-hmm. You can't do that in any other park in, in the league. And there's like no outfield. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, what, you can spit, home run here you can spit on the green lander. monster from in from the from the infield. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just weird, man. It's just weird. Or like imagine the NBA, you know, Chicago Bulls, United Center, three point line, 56 feet from the basket. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. That's weird. <sighs> I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, welcome to how I felt 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so do you want to talk about why you're riding high tonight uh not because of drugs no not not i i don't do those although there's probably some endorphins uh involved well yeah a little dopamine so do i want to talk i will just say this yeah you don't have to go into detail or reveal anything personal i have in recent weeks started dipping my toe into the terrifying waters of online dating, which the last time I was dating weren't a thing that I know of, at least maybe Mm -hmm. they were, I don't know. I was too young, but, um, I had a very enjoyable conversation with a woman that I met and it went well and we laughed a lot and it was fun. And that's why I'm a little, excited tonight because haven't felt that way in a while and it's a good feeling Mm -hmm. it's definitely like you know i've been married 21 years and i would say the thing that i miss most about that you know the dating scene which by the way i would hate the dating scene right now but the but the thing that i enjoyed the most was that like high that you get when you've met the girl you've spent some time with her like you're just you're just in that like infatuation stage and it's just mm-hmm. just good like there's something so pure and enjoyable about that it's it's well, uh, it's it, it what it is is hope mm-hmm. right like if you had to put a name to it like not puppy love but like it's especially someone in, in, in my context that has been married mm-hmm. and has been divorced and has gone through all of that crap. Right. Yeah. In, in how it ends to a, to, to just have a glimmer of hope and to meet someone that's like, wow, you're intelligent. You're well-spoken. You're funny. You seem to have a great, you're easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. You laugh at stupid, silly things. Like we see eye to eye on, you know, things that are important like faith and, and church. And, and we have similar histories, uh, good and bad. Um, just like, ah, cause when you feel so alone and, and, and lonely, which are different feelings, right? Right. Um, it's easy to be like, well, 
I missed the boat. It's not going to happen again. You know, uh, there's not going to be, you know, the right person. And, and who knows, like, this may not be a thing. It may be a thing like the future is the future. We'll figure it out as it goes. But like, just to have that time to connect with somebody new and just be like, it's just really enjoyable to talk to another human that thinks you're kind of okay, you know, and just, and share stories and learn about each other and, you know, find out what you have in common and what you don't and laugh about that. And yeah, just all of that, just getting to know somebody is, it just feels good. And it just, there's life and there's hope in that, whatever you want to call it, that moment, those moments. Um, yeah. And it's hard to describe, but it, it may, it makes it that much more enjoyable when it happens to be somebody from the, of the opposite sex that, yeah, <laughs> this is true. That, uh, that yeah. you might, been a while might have a relationship with. with. Mitch, so, uh, so <laughs> that's good. Well, yeah. So if, if I seem extra peppy tonight or a little more excited, it's because I had a really enjoyable conversation with a lovely person. And um, now I'm having an enjoyable conversation with another lovely person, but for very different purposes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking to date you just for, you know, for the record. Um, <laughs> I, I'm kind of glad that we're on the same page there. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> well, I'm happy for you, man. I know that it's been a journey, so it uh, it's good. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, but um, worst comes to worst, I met a really cool person, right? You know, and that's mm-hmm. how I'm gonna. And she made you feel it. good, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what did you do for your birthday? Uh, my birthday was on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I took Thursday and Friday off because why not? Right. Um, I bought myself a really nice bottle of scotch. Uh, that's, I usually don't buy scotch cause it's really expensive. Mm-hmm. It's really good and I enjoy it. Um, but like if you want a good, like just a basic bottle of scotch that tastes good, you're looking at 40 to 50 bucks. Right. So I splurged and sent 65, which mm. I can't justify outside of once a year on my birthday, you right? Because that's just a silly amount of money to spend on something you do not need, right? Um, so I bought myself a nice bottle of scotch. Um, two of the pastors at the church came over to my house for lunch. They brought me Chipotle. We ate outside. Actually, had a very, very good talk about kind of where I'm going, um, ministry wise and work wise and what I, you know, what they see in me. And so it was just a a time where they, they just kind of poured into me and we had some really honest and open feedback about, you know, where they, where they think I would fit best in the future, um, with the skills and and the passions that I have. And, um, it, it was just, it was really, really good because it, it was a conversation that I needed to hear from the sense that it gave me permission to start pursuing um, full-time ministry elsewhere because it's never going to happen here for Mm -hmm. a a slew of reasons, which I don't need to get into all of which are good and and reasonable and uh, you know, understandable reasons. Um, But even my pastor was like, look, I would be a, bad leader if I tried to keep you here, if I'm not going to give you, or if we can't give you the opportunity for you to do what you're good at. You know, if, if, if I'm going to let you teach, you know, 14 times a year at Bible study, I'm using 5% of your gifting. And, you know, he's like, it would be selfish of me to try and keep you here when I know that you could go to another church that can pay you and you can support your family through and you can do full-time ministry. If I just keep you here to teach Bible study every other week for half yeah. the year. And that's you know? good. Yeah. And it was just, it was one of those, like, I think he's always seen that in, in our relationship. And I've always thought, no, 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 I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying. And it was the first time that we've had that conversation where I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe I'm not staying. Um, Cause I love it here. 
Mm-hmm. It's a great church. It's a wonderful people. Um, and it, it would be comfortable for me to stay. Yeah. You know? Um, and I like being comfortable. Well, and I think that if I can give you just a tad bit of counsel on this, you you have to be following God's mm-hmm. will in it. And if God's going to take you somewhere else, then you follow him. Yeah. But, you know, we we spent a lot of time at our church talking about, like, even the church that you go to is very much ordained by God, you know? And, and so, cause, cause you're not, you're not intended to go to the church and just sit in the pew and, and consume and then go home. You know, anybody who yeah. is going to a church should be involved in some way, shape or form in the ministry of the church. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's some exceptions to that of maybe some newer people that are in the church or maybe some baby Christians that are in the church. But if you've been in the church for a more than a year or two and you're not involved in the ministry, you've got a question, you know, are you where you're supposed to be? You know, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mean, 100%, you got to follow God on that. And if God's got you, you know, where you're supposed to be right now, the money doesn't matter. You know. Well, yeah, and that's the mm-hmm. is, it, the thing for me, and part of the conversation was, you know, I have a full-time job. I, yeah. I serve at the church in addition to my, you know, my nine to five. Um, and that's been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a blessing to me and the church because I get paid not church money, which is a bonus. And I get to provide health care for my daughter, you know, but mm-hmm. I also get to serve um, and, and lead and, and, and have responsibility and, and input and, and all of that stuff that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm so done with the day job. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and so I have to, because my tendency is to like, wait, 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 and then just full speed, you know, mm-hmm. at, at what, I, and, and so I've been waiting a lot. And my concern is that I'll see one good opportunity and just, you know, like a cheetah, just take off without taking the time to say, okay, God, I see an opportunity. I've been waiting. I should probably continue to wait until, you know, and, and, and just have that more mature and patient um, approach to it. And so, you know, I'm, I've, I'm doing my due diligence and looking for what's out there what opportunities are open. Um, you know, and one of the, one of the blessings of living in the Chicago area is there are thousands of churches, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to work at most of them, but there's probably a couple dozen that I would, would feel comfortable, you know, working at, uh, serving at. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm doing my due diligence to, to look and to search and then, trying to take the moments to pause and be like, okay, I see a great opportunity. I'm going to wait on God before I click the apply button. Mm-hmm. Cause my tendency, like I said, it's just, Oh, apply, send. It's just, no. Okay. found a good job. Looks like a good church. Looks like a good fit from a, from a skill and experience perspective. I'm just going to continue to wait. And see, I've taken a slightly different approach. You know, because, you know, obviously I've talked to, I've talked about how, you know, I'm not super happy with where I'm at, where I'm at. Um, Mm -hmm. I do feel like it's where God wants me right now because, you know, I've taken the tact of, Lord, I'm going to give you a door to open. It's your job to open it. So I will apply for the job. I will even do interviews if I'm called to do the interviews. But I always pray, God, close the door if you don't want me there. If this isn't, if this isn't where you want, I'm going to do the legwork that I need to do to make sure that that door's ready to be opened if you want to open it. But what I'm not going to do is take the job or try, try to force my way into this position. If this is you, you open the door, I'll walk through. But if it's not just shut the door, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be outside of your will. But I also want to make sure that if there's something that you have, a blessing that you have for me, that I give you the opportunity to give it to me. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't think applying for the work, the work is the bad thing. 
I think right, it's, I just, it's really important to to basically be, hey, if this is where you want me, make it happen. If it's not, close that door hard. Like yeah. slam it shut. I I totally agree with you. I just know for me in this moment, I'm mm-hmm. so eager yeah. to leave behind and move on that I know that I need to for my own um benefit pump the brakes a bit. Yeah. Otherwise I'll apply for 45 jobs. Right. You know, and, and I think just for me, I'm this, this time has been patience and waiting and in learning to be okay. And like the being okay with the tension and learning how to live in the tension of like, I'm blessed. I have a good job. It's easy. I get paid. Well, I can take care of my daughter and myself. It like, it's, from a worldly perspective, I'm in a good position, mm-hmm. right? But, I I would love to be in your position, yeah, honestly. I, and that's and mm-hmm. so I I do feel a bit of tension in that of like mm-hmm. I don't want to be ungrateful for what I've been given, you know. But at the same time, if I'm doing this in two more years, I'm gonna be miserable. Yeah, because it's just not life-giving in any regards the people i work with are lovely great individuals and you know but like the work i just don't care mm-hmm. and i really hope no one at my job ever hears this episode yeah. <laughs> but i just so i'm trying to balance the i don't want to be ungrateful for what i have because it is a blessing i want to pursue what i think is a better fit for me but i don't want to rush into anything without because that's my tendency is to Mm -hmm. just first exit off the highway and just just go um and so i'm trying to balance that desire to find the next thing with also the ability to be patient and to wait um because i feel like that's really what god has been impressing on me even through all the stuff with, you know, the divorce and just, it's just a lot of just being patient. Um, and you know, when you're, when you're in your mid thirties, if you're, you know, you feel like you're in your prime. And so being patient is not what you want to be. You just want to go out there and conquer the world, you know, and that's, that's a whole nother deal, but that's where I'm at with all that. Yeah. And I think that, uh, and I, I don't know that this plays into a whole lot of where you're at, but, uh, but I oftentimes, um, treated my, my work life. Like there was a point in which I was going to arrive at something and I've learned over the years that's, that's a false, um, a false thing that, that I felt like I, I needed. And what it what it really come down to now for me is if the job pays my bills, that's what I'm there for. You know, it's everything outside of work that matters. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my work itself, you know, that's, that's a means to an end for me right now. And hopefully at some point I would love to see that change because I'd love my work to become what I'm passionate about you know, along with my family and and everything. And that's part of the reason why, you know, I've started the biblical counseling training is because that's something that I could really love to do. Mm -hmm. And, and I think I could do well at, um, but at the same time, like one of the first sessions we had, he's like, don't think you're going to make money on this. (laughs) <laughs> you know don't go into and his point was don't go into it because you want to make a livable wage on it mm-hmm. you know that's not the purpose for this the purpose is for this is because you love people and you want to help people yeah and what uh what they do which i find interesting and it certainly would be a uh you know trusting god a lot um is they take donations for their time you know, so if they're going to do counseling, they basically say, hey, pay what you think I'm worth to you. You know, whatever donation you want to give the ministry, um, give give us that donation. But otherwise, you, you're not paying for my time. You know, you're just paying 
you know, whatever you think the donation donations worth. He's like, you know, you make a decent amount of money at that, but obviously you're never going to get rich off of that, you know? And that's not my point either. Mm -hmm. If I, if I can make a livable wage to, to take care of my family and maybe have a little bit extra to, to uh, squirrel away for, for retirement, that's, that's as much as I need, you know, in my life. So, but yeah, but yeah. So I had to laugh a little bit when you were talking about the scotch and, uh, man, I did $65, you know, for this bottle of scotch, you know, by the way, I have never been able to really get into scotch or, or alcohol in general from a, from a, like, you're going to take, you're going to drink it straight and really appreciate the smoky flavor and all that kind of stuff. Like I just, I've never understood that, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe like, I just haven't been exposed to the right things, but I did buy something for my birthday and it's becoming a tradition. Um, last year, did I, did you get what I think you got? What, what do you think I got? Did you get absinthe again? No. No, no, that I've actually had a couple bottles of that now and I really like it, but no, I, last year I, uh, I, I can't, I got a project and I built this, this is the, um, the ship, I forget the name of it now, the ship from the bad batch that, uh, I got the Lego model of that and built that. So that was my birthday last year. I actually took the day off and I spent like five or six hours building, building this and just, just enjoying it. So so this year I got, I got me another Lego set. This is the uh, BD one droid. It says it's from uh, Jedi fallen order, but it also had, had uh, talked about, or it had in the description that it was from the book of Boba Fett, which I think it might be the same model of droid, but this droid is adorable. So I'm, am I reading that correctly? 1,062 pieces. There's 1,062 pieces. How big is that? I don't know, but when I'm done building it, I will share it with you so you can see how big it is. I find that hard to believe that there's more than a hundred pieces in that. Yep. But (laughs) 1,062 pieces. It is a 14 plus. So I would have to be at least 14 years old to, uh, to uh, build this and I qualify for that. So, (laughs) by about, uh, by about 31 years, but I'm looking forward to breaking that open tomorrow and spending some good uh, quality time, uh, with Lego. So it's good stuff, but yeah, I think that's going to start being my, my birthday tradition to be able to sit down, even if it's a smaller build, but uh, sit down with a, uh, with a new Lego set and build something. So there you go. Yeah. Excited about that. Next year, you'll have to get yourself a Lego and some scotch. <clears throat> Maybe we'll see. Might have to get a recommendation for a good scotch to see if I can, uh, learn to enjoy scotch. It seems like with my background, I should be able to. <laughs> but which by the way my sister was all about this while we were on vacation apparently my dad got a book from an aunt of mine that claimed that we are related to theodore roosevelt so my sister the whole time we were we were in south dakota of course theodore roosevelt is one of them that's on the uh on mount rushmore Mm-hmm. so she she was like looking at people going hey that's my uncle teddy up there <laughs> yes hello my name is mitchell craig of the roosevelt craigs pleased to meet you <laughs> so so i'm looking at put at uh making a shirt for her for christmas that says ask me about my uncle teddy <laughs> <laughs> And I was trying to come up with a good graphic to put on it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but, uh, we'll have to look and see, but right now it's going to, it's going to end up costing me like 50 bucks to do this from what, from what I've looked at. But, um, cause I got to buy the graphic and then I got to make, have the shirt made and all that kind of stuff, but could be fun. It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. It'll be good. 
just to hear her eyes roll. I might, I might actually get a couple of them. We'll see. Um, get a couple different colors and like give one to my dad and <laughs> maybe have one for myself. I don't know. We'll see. It's funny. So <clears throat> cool. That was fun. Yeah. I liked it. But that was that was a good show. We need to not plan more often and then have it at night where we're both maybe a little tired and maybe have just a bit bit of alcohol. <clears throat> the whimsy of spontaneity is always fun. Yeah. No, I'm totally done with that. Very good. Mm-hmm. Well, my name is Cam Brennan. You can find me at cambrennan.com. Oh, we have to do this first. If uh, if you would like to know more about us or find more our back catalog. <laughs> I was trying to mix it up and do it different. <laughs> uh, you can find us at innerdialogue.show. Uh, we are the Inner Dialogue Podcast. Um, you can find me at mitch.on, or I'm sorry, mitchcraig.online. Um, I'm also on Twitter at at Mitch Craig. I've been checking that a little bit more often. So hit me up if you have any questions, comments, or uh, tomfoolery that you want us to be involved in. And uh, Cam, uh, where can people find you? Uh, CamBrennan.com. And Uh, at a wedding tomorrow. So and at a wedding tomorrow. Yes, but you can you can give all your tomfoolery to Mitch. I don't want any of it. (laughs) I'm down for tomfoolery, so we're good. Now, if you're up to hijinks, then you can mm, include me. So you are a hijinks person. Very nice. Mm-hmm. So, well, very cool, man. It's been fun. I, uh, like I said, you know, I, my schedule changed at work. So I'm getting off at seven, uh, four out of the five days a week. So I'm down to do these night shows every once in a while. If we want to do that. Sounds like a plan. Although I see you yawning over there. so. Well, yeah, that would be because my dog woke me up at four in the morning. And I shouldn't say my dog woke me up. I should say the smell of his poop woke me up. (laughs) Oh, no. So I took him out of his kennel, took the liner outside to hose it down in the backyard. I come back inside and he has diarrhea all over my kitchen floor at four in the blessed a.m. So my, uh, my boy cat, uh, Schroeder, um, likes to wake me up at four o'clock nearly every morning, four, four thirty. but he comes to snuggle. So not to poop on me. So that's good. It, it was everywhere mm. and not just a little bit. It was one of those like, God, what did I do to design? <laughs> and yeah, oh, man, what is wrong with your dog? He, I think he must have ate something in the backyard because it mm. was. He's the only time. This has never happened before. Mm-hmm. He's thrown up once or twice, but like this was like, like he had like frozen Mexican dinner from like three years ago. Bad, so explosive. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. So he must have eaten something outside that. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure why we're that we need to just stop. This is <laughs> no one. We, no one I have ruined. I have ruined a good show in the way that my dog ruined my good sleep. And now I feel <laughs> and now I feel bad. You know, have, you're you're identifying with the listeners because, you know, all, our listeners have probably all had issues like this before. You know, I certainly, I have a cat that likes to poop on the floor regularly. So we, you know, things happen. I don't think this is better, Mitch. I don't think we're making this better. <laughs> all right. So you're saying we should stop. just bail out of this one? Yep. We're just going to, you know, hard stop hit and it'll, it'll be fine. Cam, it's been fun. That's one word. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you for a good show, uh, and you have a good night, sir. You as well.